people. MKD Podcast. We are back. I am your host, D. Miller L. Welcome. I want to say thank you very much for the shares, the likes, thumbs up. That's very helpful. Definitely want to salute you all that have been supporting the podcast. You can do so at MKD Podcast on Twitter. We have the tipping function enabled. Keep it coming. Appreciate you. Let's me know that we're on the right track. So this episode is inspired by Dapper Dan. If you're not familiar with Dapper Dan, he has an amazing story, right? Rags to riches kind of story. Uh, But he is a fashion designer, clothing designer. Yep. Dapper Dan is from Harlem. Or at least his store is there in Harlem. And uh, he made his mark there in New York City. For those of you, again, that are unfamiliar with Dapper Dan, Dapper Dan is the one who is responsible for proliferating, if you ask me. He proliferated these high fashion brands like Louis and Gucci and Fendi to the black community. For the most part in America, amongst the black people, um... It wasn't so popular until Dapper Dan and the hip-hop age. Dapper Dan would actually design clothes for major hip-hop celebrities of the time. Right, I'm thinking about uh, Rakim Allah. Right? One of the best MCs to ever do it. Um, Definitely Dapper Dan created some pieces for Rock Him a lot. Now, what I want to try to make known to you is that Dapper Dan kind of represented something like an originator or at least, right, at least an innovator. He would take the various logos and the various, you know, textiles that were available and create his own versions of the clothing of the garments right so he would take a jacket make a new jacket take some pants make new pants you know on and on and on etc and you know before I get too far into this I want to say that I, I feel like I have some kind of a connection right with Dapper Dan I feel like I'm, I'm something like the Dapper Dan of Bitcoin Maybe that become more obvious to you as time goes on. So the other part, right? Step two that I want to kind of get into that I feel like I can relate to Dapper Dan. And this kind of is related to a conversation I had on black Bitcoin billionaires talking with some of my Bitcoin buddies over there. You guys make sure you're a member of the club. It's definitely a good way for you to interact with me live. But it was a, it, it, you know, in jest, that was a point made that, you know, maybe my perspective in the way in which I'm engaging Bitcoin, you know, 
I might run afoul with the law. You know, somebody was like, oh, you're going to get locked up. We were talking about taxes and and things of that sort. (laughs) So with Dapper Dan, he definitely had a run-in with the law, right? With copyright infringement and, and things of that sort by using... Right, the material that he was using to make his clothes. And he would eventually get shut down. His whole store, his store would get shut down. However, uh, he would have a resurgence. And I, I bring this up just to say that, you know, I would uh I have the same kind of mentality. I'd rather ask for forgiveness as opposed to asking for permission. Right? So even in the work that I do. If, if anyone that I work with or that I'm using their material, if they feel like it's not used properly, you know, um, or it's inappropriate, reach out. You know what I mean? We can we can settle that issue. Mano y mano, as they say. But hopefully, as Dapper Dan was doing in his time, and this is what I truly feel, uh, he added value. Maybe initially they didn't want for ghetto kids, dirty ghetto kids to be wearing those clothes. I remember that hill figure debacle back in the day. Maybe some of y'all remember that with regards to um, there being a statement about who the clothes were made for, who they weren't made for, and and that sort of thing. Uh, But I, I say all this to say it popularized those things. It made them even more fashionable. It made them even more valuable now that the hip hop kids, right, the black people were engaging in these brands, right, becoming uh, patrons, becoming consumers of the brand. And I think that became obvious, right, it, it, it's, uh, it becomes apparent now now that he's the creative director of Gucci. He was always that. And, um, you know, that's my final message. You know, no fear. No fear. If you're operating out of fear, you're, you're, you're unable to bring the innovation. You're unable to originate anything because you're likely to come across, you know, opposition because what you're doing is different. Right, you're likely to come up against opposition because you're misunderstood. Again, my only message is have no fear. You know, keep pushing the envelope forward, and when the time is right, you'll be acknowledged for what it is that you contribute. Right, even though. People are slandering you, calling you a, a knockoff king. People are laughing at you because, you know, the feds came and raided your store and shut you down. Right? No fear. Uh, here's my last point, right? A lot of people feel like maybe Dapper Dan's contribution to humanity is petty because he's dealing in fashion. Some of you guys may have noticed that I hashtag, you know, flex 
in some of my posts on Twitter. Right, I'm flexing. Similar to how maybe somebody who is wearing some high fashion brand might flex, wearing an expensive watch might flex, right? Having an expensive house or a car or something of this sort and they're flexing. Many people are trivializing this or they're just saying, you know, it's, it, it's irrelevant. I just wanted to say this, you know, it's nothing wrong with having confidence. A lot of people are trying to play like a little mind game (laughs) where they would have you uh, not see yourself as your higher self. Like they want to be the Lord over you. They want to be the boss over you. They want to tell you what to do and have you look to them for some sort of direction. Nope. If I learned anything in my short time in New York, dealing with New Yorkers, I learned to be an individual. I learned to have my own style and to walk in that proudly. If you've never been to New York, I highly recommend you go there one day. Make sure you um, visit Midtown. You'll see these flamboyant, what looks like almost costumes, right? The people are so fashionable with regards to just their dress code, right? It's a real spectacle. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's something to see. All right, um, we're wrapping it up here, folks. I can't wait to hear your feedback. Join us in the Sphinx chat. Right. If you're listening to the podcast, you're going to get the most value from the podcast by listening by way of the Sphinx chat. I will have those links available on my Twitter. Right. So that you can actually get the Sphinx chat app and then you can join our tribe Casa Del Rey Moro. Okay, folks, I'm going to let you get back to what you was doing. I'm definitely going to get back uh, to my vacay. I will be back next week. Um, back in the saddle. I'll be back home. So we'll be able to uh, have some regularly scheduled programs from there. With that being said, you all take care and I'll catch you on the next episode. Peace.